All right, so tonight I want to talk about words, okay? Um, do you guys remember the first day of school when you were growing up? What the first, you don't? Like, I'm not saying the first day ever of your first year of any kind of school, but like every year that first day of school that you had. So for me, I don't know what it's like for you, but for me, I had a lot of strong emotions every single year on my first day of school. Um, I was excited because I was going to see a lot of my friends that, you know, I'd been going through year by year through elementary and middle school with, and we were going to get to catch up. Um... I remember when I was really young, like in elementary school, you'd go away for three months and you'd come back. And because we were all so young, it was like you were seeing different people because our bodies were all changing so much every month. It's like, wow, you uh, grew five feet. But um, yeah, so that was when I was really young. And then I, as I got older, I remember there seemed to be a little bit more tension that would come along with the first day of school along with the excitement. So when I got into middle school and high school, um, a lot more emphasis began to be put on what clothes you would show up on your first day of school wearing, uh, what you looked like and what your friend groups were you a part of, who was gonna talk to you, who wasn't. Um, we all started noticing people we might be attracted to that we didn't have before. Uh, and those hormones would run wild and we all, and because of that, we all wanted to feel cool and we all wanted to feel accepted. So that made these first days of school, what impression am I going to set for the year, more stressful for me. Um, like most kids at that age, I suffered from massively low self-esteem. Uh, I think when you get out of high school and you look back, it's like, oh, everybody was suffering from massively low self-esteem for the most part. So I was really overweight when I was going to school, through, through most of school. Um, I never had like the cool clothes. I always had like the Kohl's version of Abercrombie and Fitch, which Abercrombie and Fitch was like the thing to wear when I was going to school. But I always had like the stuff, it looked the same, but it didn't have the logo on it. It wasn't $50 for a t-shirt. So I just never, I never felt like I fit in. Um, so the first days of school were always the most stressful for me usually. Um, uh, I was, when I got into high school and middle school, I guess, it was another thing that added to that was finding your classes on the first day and even the first week. Like, like Appleton West, that's where I went to high school. It was a huge school. And so trying to make it to your class on time the first day was a big thing. And that, st that school has, it was an old school. It still is an old school. It's even older now, actually. But <laughs> back when I was your age, uh, <laughs> time stood still. Uh, so it was three floors, but each, each classroom was, it wasn't, the ceilings weren't this tall, but they were, at least two-thirds of how high these are, which meant every, when you wanted to go to the, from first floor to second floor, there was two flights of stairs up this way and then back up this way, and then you were on the, so if you were on, if you had a class on this side of the school and the first floor, and then you had a class over by Tim in the next class period 
on the third floor. It was six flights of stairs and huffing it across the school in five minutes. So in high school, I was still pretty overweight. And so the first five minutes of class when I'd get to that third, that third uh, floor of class was just uh, quiet, like... <sighs> <laughs> the, first, the first five minutes was me just trying to like catch my breath and act like it was a breeze to get up there. Um, <laughs> so anyways, the summer between my sophomore and junior year, my dad passed away. <laughs> and I say all that to say this. And so, okay, my da- so my dad passed away in between during that summer. And so the first day of junior year, I was walking to school with a, I was in a very different place and I had a lot of extra emotions than I even normally did. Um, I wanted people to know about what had happened during the summer, what had happened with my dad and the pain I was in, but I also didn't want to talk about it at all. The worst part of all of it was wondering who actually knew about what had happened through, just through the grapevine and people talking and who didn't. And secretly, I was always hoping people would bring it up because I really did want to talk about it, but I also didn't want to look for attention because of it either. Um, So I remember entering my junior year with a lot less enthusiasm about school, a lot less hopes about what it could be, and I was just kind of in my own world. I checked out. Um, I was mad at the whole establishment, kind of, that I even had to be going to school at that point when this huge life event had happened like two months prior. So on this first day, it was the first day back, and I had a class on the first floor, and I had to get to the third floor, and my locker was on the second floor. So on the second floor, um, I ran into my math teacher from the year before. And this was one of the few teachers I had who who I really felt like cared for me and cared about me. he invested into the lives of all his students. He was just one of those teachers all the kids thought was cool, and all the kids, you could tell, felt like he actually cared about you and how you were doing, uh, and made these connections with with his students. He'd host movie and game, I don't know, you could probably never do this now, but he'd host movie and game nights at his house. He ran the math club, the mathletes, so he'd have all of them over. I was not in the math club. I was in like integrated algebra one and then integrated algebra two the second year. But so I was not on the math leads, but uh, he'd have my friends and I who were into music come over to watch movies about music. And then one time even uh, he called my house and talked, asked, he called I answered and he asked if he could talk to my parents. And I was like, what did I do? Like, I thought we were on, I thought we were on good terms. But he asked them if it'd be okay, and he took me to Green Bay to see his nephew that was in a band because he knew I was into music, and he knew I wanted to be in a band, and so he just invested in me that day, gave up a Saturday to help me with that. Um, So he stopped me in the hall, and he had heard about what happened with my dad uh, during the summer. So when he stopped me, he threw all the school rules out the window and he talked with me there and wanted to hear all about what had happened, and he wanted to hear about how I was doing. Um, I broke down crying after a while once I got into the story with him because he just genuinely cared, and I was so desperate for somebody to care. Um, 
I felt like somebody actually saw me and it felt really good. Um, so I made it to my next class about five minutes late. It was a science class. <clears throat> Man, I didn't even feel like I talked harder. Did I just get louder? <laughs> um, so I walked in and right away, like I thought, a, I, I wasn't sure, but I don't know how he knew. So I thought there was like an email that went out or something where teachers were made aware of this. And I don't know if there was or wasn't, but I thought because I was talking with a teacher during the, like I thought, and it was the first day, I thought I, I was clear I wasn't going to get in trouble for this. So I walked in, this teacher started questioning me right away. This is the first time I'm meeting her and I would come into her class five minutes late. I told her I'd been talking to Mr. Mo, my math teacher, um, believing that this was going to be enough to get me off the hook with her. She interrupted me while I was trying to answer her question, uh, and she told me she didn't care what I was doing. I remember every single kid in the class staring at me as she continued to berate me for having a quote-unquote attitude and let me know exactly what her expectations were going to be for her class and being there on time. Um, and that I was already failing to meet those expectations on the first day. So all of my classmates just stared at me with this look in their eyes that I could tell it said that they knew what had happened during the summer and that they knew that that's what I was talking to my math teacher about. And you could tell they all just felt bad for me and like in pain for me. And so I just, I gave up because she just kept cutting me off. She wouldn't hear me, and so I just sat down, and um, she went on with the class or whatever. So I went from massively feeling cared for by this teacher to feeling as though my life experiences meant absolutely nothing, and I felt small, and I felt really embarrassed. So as soon as that class was over, I went directly to my guidance counselor's office, and I told him I needed to change classes because I just didn't feel like it was a good fit for me. And I don't, I don't remember all the reasons that I gave, but I convinced him to let me switch classes. I didn't tell him what had happened. I just, I just said, this, this, isn't the this isn't the type of science I'm interested in. <laughs> Listen, we all know this is, not, <laughs> this is not going anywhere with science. So, <laughs> so uh, he agreed to let me switch. Um, so, but to this day, that's one of the biggest experiences I have burned in my mind around that whole time in my life after my dad died. Uh, the feelings I experienced in that room just piled on to the angst and the emotions uh, that I already had from everything I'd been going through, and I didn't know what to do with all of it. Um, and because I felt like school didn't care about me, I began to care less and less about school. So by the middle of my senior year, I dropped out because I, I couldn't stand being in there anymore. I didn't know what the point was, and I was just spiraling out of control on my own. Um, the words that that teacher spoke to me that day and the words that she was unwilling to hear from me massively changed the course of my life. I've learned just how powerful words are and words can be and that how I use them can shape the way people feel about me and that they feel about themselves. I can be careful and caring with the things that I say in order to help someone, like my math teacher did with me, and I can be blazing and unfeeling as well and tear someone down like I experienced 
with my science teacher. So words have weight and they matter. Um, so I have a question that I want. We're gonna do something different this time. It's, we're gonna do something slightly more interactive. It can be just interactive with you. If you're sitting with somebody and you wanna share, that's great. But there's pens and paper. Um, everybody write down their answer to this question and then I'm gonna read them all. So if you could put your name on the paper too. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> so here's the question I have. It's what is an experience you've had where someone either built you up or tore you down with their words? And how do you feel about that? Um, so when I was writing the story out and I wanted to talk about this, um, it brought up a bunch of emotions that I hadn't felt in years. I cried multiple times in my bedroom sitting there at the computer writing it because I just, until I thought about this, I didn't realize how much it actually had impacted me. Um, so I still see that math teacher from time to time, probably a couple times a month um, because of the job I have now. He works at one of the stores that I frequent where I would get materials um, for my jobs. And every time I've seen him there, I've avoided, I've avoided him, I've avoided talking to him. Because I, I love this teacher, I have all these good emotions, but I just didn't, we were both, that was, that was like four years ago. <laughs> that was, I don't know, 66 years ago that I was in school. So we're both very different people now. And I just didn't know how to approach him. It felt awkward. I didn't want to have a less positive emotion with this guy. And then when I sat down to write this story, I forgot he was even going to be a part of the story. And now I realize what a big part he was. So now when I see him at <coughs> Menards and <laughs> I can walk up to him and I know what I want to tell him now and I, I have words for him now that hopefully will do what he did for me and build him up and I can just tell him how much this meant to me. So my point is, is I want to encourage all of you to write out your answer and I'll read the question again. The way that I wrote my answer out here for tonight, uh, because I think there's a huge power to putting words to the things that you are feeling and actually putting words to those things, getting it out of you. So I would even encourage you to share with someone that you trust this week if this is something you get out of you and it's like, oh, this is bigger than I thought, share it with somebody, sharing with all of you and getting you guys to smile and laugh. And also, I think I saw a little bit of empathy from some of you guys. <laughs> no, the empathy I feel like I got, it just, it helped me feel way better about this whole story, this whole emotion and that time in my life. So you can share with somebody here if you want. Well, Ben's uh, and, and Andrew are playing through worship with us. You can share with each other. Or just if you feel like it's something you want to talk out, reach out to somebody you trust this week. And I want to encourage you to do that. Um, so the question is, again, what is an experience you've had where someone either built you up or tore you down with their words? And how did you feel about it?